you for calling Jonco. We realize you have a choice in co-host. We thank you for choosing Jonco. you're there you're mean to me and then when i call you you're not even there to be mean to me in person my recorder now now does work i have just discovered that um a battery charger works better if you plug it into the wall socket <laughs> there there's a there's a good theme shit works better when you do what you need yeah to. last How are you, last Scotty? week was shit just works this week it's shit works if you handle it properly <laughs> handle it properly indeed scotty do tell me about all the shit you've been handling oh tell us go, go ahead tell us it's been a messy week <laughs> is all i can say uh do you know what um it's been a bit of a just plugging on with the same as last week actually so if i if i went off on one of my long 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 monologues then um really i'd just be saying the same as last week and as i I sort of bored you to death last week a bit with it. It's uh, not a lot is um, exactly uh, not a lot has changed. So I think um, uh, really the entire excitement of the show this week has to come from you. No pressure. Wow, that is well. <laughs> it's funny you should say that. No, because it, it has been a con- continuation of last week. I mean, there were a bunch of meetings uh, this week, and um, I. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about what I can and cannot talk about. I, I will say that there were lots of meanings on on on, on Im, improving the way that that accessibility is thought about um, earlier on in the process, and I think that's great. You know, and that's probably just leave it at that. Um, I think every company, uh, you know, no, I don't know that any company just gets it perfectly right the first time because it's not. It's like saying, does any company get designed perfectly right every single time? Or do you ever iterate and prove things over time? And that's just the reality of it. Um, but on and and there's a, a you know coming up on another demo fair, so I have to to prepare some things and to to get higher production values than than I normally use for my little Slack status updates. Um, and one thing I guess I can talk about is. Um, is you know I, I I had mentioned this thing where where there's a, a, you know moving to an action sheet uh, in lots of different places in the app and and one where you're highlighting additional data uh, about a particular title and when you're using dynamic type and the, the the scrolling necessarily gets a lot longer because there's it's each each you know cell is taking up more space um, you know you might recall from the glory days of the early days of html the the notion of anchor tags um like for instance if you're in a wikipedia article they have different headings and well they'll say you know the the professional life early professional life of somebody or kind of a scandal in later life or whatever so you can actually link because in a lengthy article you may just want to get to a specific highlight a specific point but you want to do it in context so if somebody says oh i want to see additional information let me scroll up and see about you know this politician's early childhood and how that directly led to his later scandal um, using anchor tags allows you to do it. You just add like a little uh, ampersand at the end of the URL with the name of the tag, and it does the right thing. And that was actually a critical part of hypertext, which is much overlooked. 
um, but anyway, uh, barring that idea, and I think that this is a theme that's been emerging is that every, you know, many, many tactics that were used in doing the earliest of web development still are valuable even in the, in the era of mobile apps. Um, and so in this particular case, uh, the way that I am populating my, my, my action sheet is that you pass it in a, a, an object and you pass it in an array of keys and the array of keys are basically are, are, are used to, to build up the sections of the table viewer collection view. And then the value for each of those different keys produces an array, which is then used to, to, to populate each of the different rows in a given section. And so since I was using keys for, to, to be able to do that, you know, you can use keys for key value coding. You can use keys to be able to, to get a localized string for it. And then since you have an array of those keys, you can figure out the index of the section that you want to highlight. And once you do that, then you can use an index path to scroll a collection view or a table view to, to, to a specific index path. And then you can find out, you know, the, the, the content view of the cell represented by that index path. And you can do things like animate it. So um, it, it's, it, it sounds very simple, and it is very simple in the end, but as, as I think we've said before, sometimes arriving at the simple solution um, takes a little while to be able to think about it and try different things. Um, and I'm, I'm just in the, in the process where I was trying to, you know, experimenting with different animations to be able to highlight a particular cell. Um, because, of course, you know, with the content view of a cell, you can do whatever you want with, with, with core animation. So I did some things with, with transforms and, and different timing curves. In the end, where I settled, it was just kind of the simpler one was just a simple alpha fade. So it will scroll the, the table view to the right place, and then it will kind of animate in. Um, so that's very clear that, that, that this section of data is part of a continuum, and here it is. Um, and it, it subtly teaches people down the line that, that this is um, how, we can, how we can use this. So... It's like one of those things where it's a continuum from last week, but I'm actually I'm pretty proud of, of, of where it landed. Anyway, so that's what I've been working on. How about you, Scotty? <laughs> you, think, you think in the six minutes it's been since I last said something's changed? <laughs> yes, I was okay. hoping that, that, well, that Joe, while well, you were bored well, you, well, by the stuff I was going on, you would then say, oh, you know what? I'm going to make this, you know, submission to, to, to Swift.org to change some aspect of the language and get it approved. And, and by the time that I was done waffling on, as you say, you'd be able to say, hey, good news. Yes, I, uh, I have been um, in the last six minutes. I have started an interesting new project, which I'm now going to tell you all about. <laughs> uh, what have I been? I, I mean, I have been noticing. Yeah, we were talking last week a little bit about um uh, the split views, new full height split views in Big Sur, um, and uh, been discovering a few few issues there with things that if you um, currently and, and I don't forget this is all beta, so this is all going to change by time you know uh, Big Sur is released. So if you're listening to this in however many years time, because the one listener schedule's got mixed up or we've missed a week and you're desperate to go back to an old episode and you chose this one whatever reason it might be none of this will be of any relevance wait a minute that's suggesting that our shows are usually relevant not sure i'm prepared to go that far okay mm -hmm. so um yeah so uh switching over to um if you i'll just say if you're building against big sur sdks but you're planning to deploy to your beta users who are still using um uh catalina you do to do some tests because not everything about the uh it, it seems to to always work properly between the two systems now i noticed different builds are you know are, are changing a little bit so this is this is moving software so this isn't a complaint this isn't a bug just saying we're just trying to work out and this is one of the problems of developing 
against beta software trying to adopt things and make sure you're ready for it it is constantly changing underneath you so you can't really say you're done um and and that it works and you can't really say that it doesn't work i mean i do tend to have a um it it depends where we are in a beta cycle so right now i think it's um we've had beta three of xcode haven't we now you know there's going to be more if we follow the normal timelines who knows how many but there will be more so my normal thing right now would be to try something and you know if it looks like it should work but it doesn't and i've been back and i've checked the documentation if if there's some there or or looked at an example or done whatever and it looks like it should work at that point i just move on i'm just going to leave it and move on and then i will come back to it when you know beta 4 comes out or beta 5 or beta 6 or beta 7 or whichever one it might be um equally if you're on the the gm seed and it's still not working (laughs) at that point you have to decide if you can do anything with it or not because you know, if it's the GMC, it's not going to be fixed now, or you're doing something wrong, and you need to to look at it. So there's always that sort of um, balance when you're working on you know beta stuff. To how far do you try and fix your problems? How far do you push it, or how far do you just move on? Now the danger is you end up with an app that is just full of you know thirty different things that you've not finished, thirty different things that have glitches that you may or may not still have to fix at the end. So you might be coming up to you know, you might want to release on day one of Big Sur, your app or something to, to, to get out there and you now find you've got 30 things to fix because this was, you know, this was your problem or these things weren't fixed in the beta so you've now got to deal with them or you might find you've got four and that's always a, I can totally get why there are um, some people who who just don't care. They just don't care about supporting Big Sur or iOS 14 on day one you know, or, or, or you know, doing any, you know, checking everything there. They say, um, you know, on day one when it gets released, that's when we'll start working on it because I guess I guess they do care. I guess they make sure their current software still works, but they don't worry about taking on any of the new stuff. And I can totally get that because you have to accept that when you're, if, if you're trying to work in a, in a beta environment, then, you know, there is going to be a certain percentage of your time somewhere between, 10% and 100% that is a waste of time <laughs> that you will never get back. Um, and that really does depend on the flakiness of the beta and what it is you're trying, I guess. Um, but equally, it makes it quite interesting. Playing with the new stuff is interesting. So, yeah, I've been dealing with a little bit, little bit of this this week, saying, well, this is a bug. There, there's a UI glitch here, um, but it looks like everything should be right. So should i just wait now so i've been saying i'm just going to wait till beta 4 comes out if beta 4 comes out it's still not fixed i may look at it again because i'm pretty convinced what i'm doing is right and it might just be a bug and it's not a bug when i'm running something on big sir it's only a bug when i'm running it on catalina um so you know and worst case scenario we can you know because uh for money well we're looking to um support um 10 13 upwards with our next release so we're miles miles back from where it's going to be at 10 16 or 11 as it now is um so we just it's just a case of on day one do we end up building against the big sur sdks or do we carry on building against the catalina sdks because it seems if you build uh if you build against the catalina sdks and deploy on big sur currently this may change you know you don't it doesn't try and adopt any of the new ui layout it sticks pretty much with the with with the older ones so yeah it's 
ways over it. But anyway, that's yeah. You needed me to feel six minutes of my waffle. There we are. <laughs> wow. Well, with that, we almost have a full stack. Well, um, you might remember uh, our our um, fractional listener, Freddie Fishstick. I mean, Joe Crabtree, and uh, he was asking me uh, since I'd mentioned. Uh, that I was uh, that I received a, a a DTK, and I guess you're allowed to say I don't know. Maybe you're not even allowed to say if you have one. And you're not supposed to talk about what it is. But the question that came in, since this is public, um, you know, it's like if if you have a, a, an iOS app and you're thinking about bringing it to the Mac, Catalyst was was announced, and there weren't that many Catalyst apps for for a variety of reasons. Um, and now that I think that again, the iOS developers are, are, are asking themselves, you know, how do I get to the Mac and, and, you know, should I get a DTK and, 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 you know, should I go forth and, and try to make something catalyst? Um, and what I suggested to him, and I think it's still good advice is that, you know, y- you have that option. You can either spend some money and get a DTK, or you might invest money in a, in a most modern iPad, like the iPad pro, which has the keyboard and, and, where you know Apple has said you know this is where because of the keypad uh, you know you can sorry you know the, the the attached keyboard it's it's where and because of the larger screen so and so forth all the things that Apple's been talking about for for making iPad apps truly good citizens with you know to be able to be resized and so on and so forth and to add keyboard shortcuts and stuff in a way those are the things that that kind of crossover into into Maclandia because you have resizable windows and you use a keyboard to to input to it so the question is it's like like should you get to the mac by making a very 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 good ipad app or should you try and see if if you could get away with just kind of running the, your existing apps within a screen not necessarily resizable and, and maybe with minimum viable keyboard input some of which may be just given to you um and that is an interesting question i think each app developer has to, to answer that for themselves but you know it's it's ipad pros are, are not cheap but you know, a, a semi throwaway, a throw whatever disposable computer, which is what the the DTK kind of is, um, is also you know for 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 an indie developer, you know, a, a meaningful amount of money. What do you think, Scotty? Yeah, uh, I mean, the DTK is it's hard to tell, isn't it? Because the last time Apple did a transition, you had to send your, I think it was a thousand dollars last time. Uh, but you had to send that back. But I think also Apple said up front you would then get a voucher to get the you know the real Intel Max when they came out. Whereas they've not said any of that this time, and the price is less. Um, so it's it's hard to tell. It, it, it's I, I guess the point is with the DTK, you've just got to accept that it might be just a five hundred dollar rental, and you're done. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you expect if anything else comes along it's a bonus whereas if you went out and spent you know what say you know what is an ipad pro a thousand dollars yeah um yeah at least you know it's yours but no it's not because by the time you had three hundred dollars for a keyboard um and all the rest of it it's probably closer to thirteen fourteen hundred dollars I would guess, really, realistically. Yeah. So, I mean, again, but are you using it for other reasons? You know, an iPad Pro has many fantastic reasons to use it. Um, right. And keep in mind that still, even if you get, a, a, you know, a, a DTK and, and your normal development machine is a laptop, you may not have a spare keyboard, mouse, and, and decent monitor, for example. Exactly. So it's, um, 
Yeah, I, I think that is an, a question that is impossible to answer. But equally, if you have software, if you have Mac software that you want to find out if it will run on ARM on day one, <laughs> yeah, then yeah, I know, right, I know a lot of people are just saying, well, it will work. I know a lot of people say, I'm not going to spend $500. The, you know, Apple will do a job as long as it's building under the universal uh, version of Xcode uh, on my Intel platform. I'm going to trust that once I get it across, that is fine. Um, the trouble is you don't find out till you release it that it's not fine. So I'd imagine for 99.9%, you know, or 99 or some very high figure, you know, that is going to be true. If it builds under Universal using Xcode on Intel, it will run fine on um, uh, on, on an ARM-based Mac when they come out. Uh, and, of course, remember, there were loads and loads of people who released iPhone apps in the early days, and they probably even still are now, who don't even right. own an iPhone. They did everything in the simulator. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, which is, uh, you know, and some quite you know, famous people. It's not like this was just, you know, these, these weirdos done, you know, somewhere else. It was like it was a way of doing things because, you know, iPhones are expensive. They still are expensive, but just we now we've got used to them in our annual budget. <laughs> it is the only difference. Right. So, and of course, back then, no one knew if the iPhone apps were going to take off or not. Um, were you going to make any money or not? Who knows? So, yeah, so there is no, no, you know, there is no right answer. I mean, I have a DTK. Um, it's sat on uh, by the side of my desk for the last week without even being touched because I did a lot of work on it um, when I first got it to try and get money well running on it um, and building on it. And I rechanged the way we're doing our build system to get over certain issues that were only issues because it was an early DTK, um, not necessarily issues because they'll be there in the end. Um, and now I've uh, not really been using it for a week. But, um, you know, I, I will go back to it at some point. I think, you know, we'll, we've got a, we've put a whole bunch of PRs in on Moneywell since, and I probably should switch back over to the DTK and make sure everything is still running and and looking good. And, and to be honest, it's 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 a it's not bad as a development machine. It's pretty good actually. <laughs> um yeah. Not that no, I'm allowed to talk about it very much. Uh but yeah. I, I think I can I'm allowed to say it's not bad. <laughs> um but again I'm sat here I had I had a you know I'm I said last week I'm using ShareMouse so I my keyboard and trackpad you know are fine. But you know if you want to go out and buy a decent keyboard and you know, I think for a, an Apple Magic keyboard and uh, a trackpad, what you're talking, what, $200, is it? Something like that. It's not cheap. Um, and, you know, then you'd have to buy a screen. So there's a whole bunch of stuff there. So I am just going to say it's up to you. It depends what it is you're looking for and for what additional uses you would have for these devices. Okay. Well, that's a reasonable answer. <laughs> it's a sitting, on no. the fe- sitting on the fence answer. No, no, no. It is. It provides some color for it. I mean, you know, it, and, and it also reminds me of the great special song. It's up to you. Ooh. Anyway. Um, this is why we do a tech podcast, not a music podcast, folks. Exactly. Yes, but we can talk tech about people who make software for, for drummers and musicians. Ah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, so speaking of of tech for for uh, you know software for for musicians and and drummers, um, let's talk about the the hearings in Congress. <laughs> Not at all related, but did you I'm watch sorry, I am of... I I am trying to put those together. It's you can't. Form. That's that's that's, that's, that's that was... the joke. Sometimes when you have to kind of make 
a, a transition for which there is no smooth thing, or at least you couldn't think of one in the moment. You just create a, a, a diversionary train wreck. Yeah, I am going to. I'm, okay, I'm going to say here what I think a lot of people say. Okay, first of all, uh, uh, let me say this up front. Tim Cook is the CEO of uh, one of the world's largest companies. His job, and not that, not just his job, his legal requirement is to maximize the return for his shareholders. That is, it's a it's a legally binding thing that has to do. Um, he, yeah, so which means he cannot just randomly do things that mean the company make less money unless he can really show that he had no other legal choice or some other benefit will come down the line or, or whatever else. That's a very simplistic view of it. I'm sure there's loads of caveats and nuances. So basically, you he's not just going to sit there by any means and say, oh, yeah, sorry about that. We'll just give up all this revenue and we'll do something else. Yeah, we'll, we'll just. So that was that's never going to happen, um, uh, probably because he's not allowed to. However, with that said, I think the Apple's argument is pathetic. <laughs> that's simple. It is, you know, comparing it to, uh, um, you know, the, the, the app still came along in 2008. And they're trying to make out that no one bought software online before 2008. And we all went and bought it from from stores. I think I've bought, you know, maybe software twice from a store in my entire life. And I was buying software well into, you know, in the 90s. And any basically since the Internet has existed. In fact, before that, since bulletin boards have existed, people have been buying software digitally. Uh, in box. <laughs> Pirating software, I've been doing it, yeehaw, software, um, or whatever you call it. Uh, so I think this whole argument of um, uh, comparing it to uh, bricks and mortar store is absolutely and completely pathetic. I have no other words for it and, and wrong. And the statement was it that came out that, you know, we treat all developers the same. I mean, it's, it's going to take one developer, one developer to come out publicly and admit Apple gave them a special deal, which, oh, wait a minute, they already have, and it shows to be a lie. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, on a Slack channel I'm on, um, uh, at the moment someone was saying, uh, when, I think Tim Cook was asked, wasn't he, does, uh, does every developer, is this deal available to every developer? And I think Tim Cook was, yeah, it's available to anyone, uh, anyone meeting the conditions uh, to which, in fact, it was uh, Matt, my business partner, Matt, uh, said, yes, that, that's it, because the program, you know, Tim Cook announced the program by saying, today we are introducing the South American River program. Any huge <laughs> retailer, which originally sold books before diversifying, founded in 1994, that is named after a river in South America, is el- eligible for this program. <laughs> oh, that's really good. <laughs> South American River. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me that <laughs> that, 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 Matt M- Matt said that, or he found that somewhere online. That's hilarious. Uh, no, I think he said that. Yeah, I think he is the uh, he is the author of that quote. I believe. <laughs> so, oh, that's really good. Wow. But it's like uh, uh, it's Tap and it cock, is. You're very funny. It's it is just um, totally and utterly unbelievable. And it's the the, the trouble is, uh, although we can sit here and um, you know and understand this stuff. The uh, U.S. governmental uh, the uh, uh, sessions, sittings, whatever you call them, what they called um, hearings, uh, hearings uh, are run by people who are so incompetent. 
um, that you really think that Tim Cook could just sit there and say, well, it's cheaper than a horse, and they would still not get it. <laughs> because everything's about conspiracy theories. Why, you know, asking the head of Google why this doesn't work on my iPhone when it's got nothing to do. It's, it's just like, you know, um, I think where Apple will really get hammered on this is if, if the EU take it up, because they are far better at knocking the batshit out of companies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, what, it, were you, it, uh, yeah, what was that? Uh, I, I didn't watch any of it. I've just been watching other people moan about it. What did you like think? I, well, I mean, I, I, I think you hit all the points. I mean, I think that, that it, it is a weird thing because, you know, I, I do have a super high opinion of, of Tim Cook and, and generally speaking, a very, very high opinion of Apple. And I think the reality is, is that, you know, those two things are true. He has this fiduciary responsibility. But I think the other point that he made, and it wasn't the argument, it was like the subtle things. I read the opening statement and said that, you know, that we have, I think it, it is it is absolutely true to say, you know, they, they've, you know, contributed mightily to the economy. I mean, just the iPhone, the fact that so many more people are, are able to make some type of living as a software engineer. It's not to say that everybody is a, is a you know, happily making money as, a mini, as an indie because, as we know, it's very hard. But I think lots of people have gotten into software engineering that probably wouldn't have been able to were, were it not for many, many of the aspects of, of the Apple ecosystem in terms of demystifying a lot of things and having really good tools and, and, and development chains and so on and so forth and, you know, and so on and so forth. So I, th- I think that's all true. And you have to then kind of, you know, the problem is, is that this reveals how sausage is made. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, the reality of it is, is, is that, you know, it, it, you, you, you mentioned the EU or you don't think that, that there's, there's horse trading to, to, to make things work amongst, you know, member states when they're hammering out a kind of, you know, uh, 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 an economic recovery program. You know, of course there is. And, and so, oh, yeah, yeah, of course there is. But I think on things like this, uh, it's, it's, uh, the EU, it's far less political. It's right, far right, less, but, but, on, but on something I, like this, it would be less yeah. political, in which case it yeah. can focus on the issues, not, not which senator did you give money to last time round and stuff right. like that. No, and I get it. But what I, what I was trying to get at is that, you know, when Steve Jobs first kind of was quoted as saying, hey, it's just going to, you know, 30% is just going to cover our costs. And, and even that seems like really it costs 30% of, of all sales. And that's what it costs to, 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 to develop the, the software and maintain the infrastructure, as, you know, which is, you know, part and parcel of a larger infrastructure. I doubt it. Even so, kind of what 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 they're trying to to say is that, yeah, on any one given aspect of of of, of a company's whatever money making capacity, is it all earmarked entirely for the purposes done? No, some things, some undertakings you do are more profitable than others, and the more profitable ones undertake the things that are are less profitable but may may be more socially good. You know, and that and that's the other kind of thing as well. It's like, you know, everybody hammers companies like Google and, and Facebook saying, hey, you know, you are advertising companies. And so you will do whatever it takes to be able to get the most engagement, no matter how, how kind of questionable it may be. But then Google's argument is, you know, you we do that. And yes, that's how we can fund things like Google Translate or, or Google Books or kind of organizing the world's information. And the money for it has to come from somewhere. Similarly for Facebook is like, you know, in order to make sure that 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 Zuckerberg, you know, is a trillionaire by by you know, 2040, we have to <laughs> we have to amp everything up. But in the meantime, you can keep in touch with your parents and grandparents. 
you know, so I think that you are absolutely right that 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 it was it's embarrassing to look at how kind of ill-informed the interlocutors are in the United States, and that's a whole other separate discussion. And I didn't. I only kind of. I didn't even watch anything. I was just reading commentaries because I'm not going to watch five hours. And I was looking for somebody's condensed version of it. But it it, it was very very interesting to to kind of see how the sausage is made, <laughs> as it always is. Yeah, I think um, there is there are a bunch of issues that just need to be sorted out. I mean, I think it is wrong that paid apps subsidize the system for free apps, so that you know. I think. When Tim Cook or or somebody says, "Look, you've delivered this software millions of times on our system without ever giving us a penny," I think that that is I I I don't think that is a reasonable statement within the context he was using it, but I think it is a reasonable statement in its own right. Um, so you know, I I for one would not have an issue with you having to pay to have an app on the App Store. Full stop. You know, um, whether it's something reasonable, I mean, and they could. You know, they, they could scale it by, is it totally free? In other words, there's no chance of using, you're not, you know, it is free. There's no connecting to a service you're paying for elsewhere or whatever else. It can be whatever or is it, you know, whatever and having different different amounts for it. So charge charge for an app to be on the app store and then reduce the commission on the sales. Uh, and then basically the two million or billion whatever it is free apps will also be contributing now will it contribute as much as taking 30 percent of everything that's working no probably not but um yeah it's uh uh so i i think you know i think apple uh and i don't think i, I you know a lot of people have said look 30 percent is not great but if actually that's what it took for apple to do this and we had good app store review and I could pick up the phone and speak to someone when my app store review went wrong, or I could speak to a, a rep who knew who, who and at least a concept that my app existed and get issues sorted out and that's what my thirty percent was for, then I'm happy to pay the thirty percent. But right now you pay thirty percent to not know your customer, not have any control over anything happens, and to possibly not be allowed into the store when you were last week. Other than that, <laughs> I think that's a problem. Awesome proposition. It's, it's a great deal. Um, so I am prepared to offer people exactly the same for 29.9%. Mm. Well, speaking of 29.9%, actually, we've now just gone to 30 minutes. As you were saying that, we were at 29 minutes into this podcast. So I think yeah, it's, I'm it's... still at 29 because my recorder started after yours because I realized the batteries weren't in it and they were still in the battery charger not charging. Mm. So I think that that is a sign from God or some other higher force like Amy Lionheart, my dog, who's been sitting here licking herself. <laughs> but you could hear noisily in the background. Uh, when she starts it wasn't... doing it, it's her way of saying, it's like, you guys just need to just, just stop, just shut up. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear this. People would sooner listen to me, to me licking my feet <laughs> than you idiots. So uh, if, if people want to agree with that statement and tell you loudly, where might they do that, Scotty? Well, they can get hold of me on Twitter, where I want to thank Nigel Hamilton. Hamilton. See, first time I get, first time I get someone speak to me in donkey's years, and oh, I wow. immediately say the name wrong. <laughs> this is why <laughs> no one will talk to me, yeah, because exactly. you'll give me a, a, Nigel Hamilton got hold of me this week to tell me how awesome I was, and so thank you. Oh, but he said, he, he said how awesome we were, but I'm just editing that out for... <laughs> Oh well, thank you <laughs> for my own own thing and and, and and saying. But so thank you. So if you want to be like a Nigel, if you want to be a Nigel, then please get hold of me on Twitter as MacDevNet. And John, 
How can how can um, I mean now I've had the listener for the week. I mean, did you get anything this week? Uh, not this week, but I won't even mention that I did get somebody last week. Yeah, well, you did mention that last week and then rubbed it in and didn't tell me about it. But there you are. Obviously, yeah. Nigel was our listener for this week, so we, that's true. Um, I guess now I uh, I don't want to take all the glory, so maybe maybe our listener this week will want to get hold of you. So how should they do that? Well, they should find me on Twitter where I'm Jembe, let's like the that's DJ E M B E, like the West African drum. And I couldn't let mention of a British fellow named Nigel without remembering the great XTC song. We're only making plans for but Nigel. Yeah. Very good. He has his Very future good. as an as an indie app developer. Oh no, wait, he has a future in British Steel, which is better. Which, <laughs> which is a better option, British Steel or whoa, whoa. Indie app developer? If, if if British Steel is a better option than app developing, app development is screwed. Yeah. It's that much. Right. Well, John, it's been an absolute pleasure listening to you waffle on as usual. And um I'm sh- hopefully you've enjoyed my waffle. And until next time we waffle together, you continue to lick yourself and um until next Not time. me, Amy. Jesus. All right, bye. Yes, who is Amy though? Nobody knows who Amy is. Amy is is the, is my okay. Fine, I will include a picture of her for the show notes. <laughs> yes. Right. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Strange episode. You take care. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>